the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, it's interesting. I never watch. I DVR it, but I never watch it. Media Buzz with Howie Kurtz on Fox. Uh, I watched it yesterday, and I thought, this is odd. Why am I watching it? Not during church, but afterward. And uh, I think that I was led to watch it for a reason that meshes up with what I was talking about at the top of the show here. But I was also talking about the uh, indictment of and the uh, court appearance today of the Columbus police officer who is charged with the murder of Donovan Lewis. And I think that is a horrible miscarriage of justice that the officer has to go through that after a distinguished 30-year career with Columbus Police. Uh, Prompted Dennis in Marysville to give us a call. Our number is 844-TALK-989. You can always uh, reach out and share your thoughts. Dennis, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Go ahead, Dennis. uh, Well, in this particular case, well, let me say in general, I, I tend to agree with you most of the time on most of the topics that you cover. But in this particular case, the uh, video from the police cameras, as as soon as that door flew open, he fired. He did not order that uh, young man to freeze, lay down, hands up, nothing. Uh, as, as, As soon as that door flung open... He fired and killed that young man. Okay, so when you say as soon as the door opened... It was a split second. A split second. Thank you. I agree with you. It was a split second. What do you think uh, you would do, Dennis, if in a split second you noticed that a person on whose apartment door and bedroom door you had been banging on trying to get him to come out for 15 minutes had something in his left hand and you knew he was being arrested for felony mishandling of a firearm and your anxiety over being there and him not coming out of the room, nor the two people in the apartment who we, he was with refusing to tell you whether he was in his bedroom, would that heighten their anxiety? No, 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 no. They're not obligated to do it. No, they're not obligated to do it. But if you had a friend and you were in their apartment and you knew the police were there to get them, and you knew the police were armed and agitated, which I assume you would get if you had a cane, a canine dog in the room and the dog is barking. And would you not say, let me go knock on the door and get him to come out or something like that? That's an option. They don't okay. have to do it, you, but that's an option. You and I would. Um, you know, just because of our own background and our friends' backgrounds and the type of lives we live. But those other men that were there in the apartment, it was like, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything. Okay, so so who's the so the officer is to be faulted because of the judgment of people, and the standard for the officer that night is to act in it. Would you agree with me that the standard of the officer that night is to act in a reasonable fashion? Yes, of course. Okay. So in and I a, don't believe he did. Okay, so I believe he did, given all the things I've outlined about knowing why he went to the location, 
knowing what Mr. Lewis was charged with, knowing that Mr. Lewis was refusing to come out of the bedroom, knowing that the people in the apartment refused to tell the officers if Mr. Lewis was in his bedroom. I I believe I believe that he was there. I believe. Well, that's what they're saying. They didn't know he was there. But is that a reason? Is it reasonable if if I come to your if police officers come to your house tonight and you're not where they can see you and they ask your wife, is your husband home? And she says, gee, I don't know if he's home or not. Now, would you think the officers would go, "Okay, well, he may not be home. Or would they think that she is hiding something? Is it reasonable for them to assume that she knows, but she's not telling me? Okay, that the point is they they did have a warrant. They went to find him, but when they so they had the right to search the apartment to look for him, but when that door was flung open and they saw a person there, he fired immediately. With they saw a, you're leaving cover, you're leaving out a very seminal detail. You're leaving out a very important detail. They saw a What's person that? there getting out of bed in the dark with something in his left hand, knowing he is being arrested for felony mishandling of a firearm. They know he's familiar with firearms. He doesn't come out. He's got something in his left hand. I, I would ask any anyone on the Donovan Lewis side of this or ask you, how long is the officer supposed to stand there in the door and give Donovan Lewis, if he has a gun, the chance to shoot at that officer before it's okay for the officer to fire? How long? He did not Give me an answer. An how order. long? A half a second? A second? A two second? How long before he's supposed to respond? I believe the officer in the video that I saw overreacted too quickly and made a bad judgment. How long was the video you saw? How long? I don't know. I've seen the whole thing where they're still outside okay. up until they you finally watched, go in and did shoot them. You, you watched like 12 minutes of police body cam video? Whatever it was, yes. You watched the entire video? Whatever was available to me on okay. TV well, and the news, I, I watched. I commend you if you watched the entire thing because what most people have watched is the last second or two when the door opens. So I commend you for watching the entire video so that you can get the entire context of the evening. I think we're going to have to end up disagreeing. I believe the officer acted reasonably. You obviously believe he doesn't. That's why we have a judicial process, but I certainly would not have voted to indict him. So I thank you for listening, and I thank you for a reasonable discussion. All right. Well, I... As I said in the beginning, I usually I enjoy listening to you, and we I usually agree with what you say. Well, that's okay. Uh, you're allowed to disagree, we're, Dennis. We're not this time. <laughs> you're allowed to disagree. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. That's uh, that's a great call. I like having discussion, and I applaud him for listening to the or for watching the whole body cam video, uh, which I think that that's important context to know what kind of anxiety the officers were under, given what developed as it led to the moment where the officer very unfortunately had to fire. But because something's unfortunate does not mean that it's a crime. As said at the time of Breonna Taylor's shooting in Louisville, two things can be true at once. It's very unfortunate she died. It's also completely defensible because her boyfriend, who was wanted by the police, fired first at the police, and officers are always going to return fire. In this case, there was no shot fired by Donovan Lewis because he didn't have a gun. He had a vape pen in his left hand. But I think it was a reasonable assumption given what he was charged with, and given his failure to come to the door and the failure of those 
in the apartment to say, yeah, he's in the bedroom or let me go get him or whatever, which are options that they have. So uh, thank you, Dennis. I appreciate that call. So I'm watching media buzz from Howie Kurtz on Sunday, and it's hard for me sometimes to think um, how to relate to Democrats. I said Friday when I ended the show, love to be bipartisan, love to be on a common ground, love to negotiate these things, love to talk these things out, love to have the kind of discussion with a Democrat that I just had with Dennis. The problem is you can't have that discussion with a Democrat because I can't have a common ground with somebody who wants to kill a baby up until and maybe even after it's born. I can't have a common ground discussion with somebody who thinks it's okay to cut the healthy breasts off a teenage girl. So this Michael LaRosa guy, who used to be Jill Biden's PR flack, is talking about the great job Joe Biden has done as president. Uh, And he's defending Biden against like all the revelations from the... uh, Devin Archer testimony and all this stuff. Listen to what Michael LaRosa says about how Joe Biden has served as president. I agree with Susan that he needs to be able to compete visually and show energy. But where he is uh, strikingly different than the last president is that he's accomplished more than any other president in his first term than any president has done in in eight years. You may you may disagree with it, but he's been one of the most effective presidents we've had since Lyndon Johnson in terms of getting things done. And if it takes an 80 year old to do that, I'll take that any day of the week. He's accomplished more in his first term and more in his and more than any president. He's accomplished more in his first term than any president and more than any president accomplished in eight years, he said. And then he says he's our most effective president since Lyndon Johnson. So we're going to examine how effective a president Lyndon Johnson was because there have been comparisons between Lyndon Johnson and Biden. Lyndon Johnson famously said, uh, if nominated, I will not serve. And he quit after one full term. He obviously uh, inherited the final year of uh, JFK's administration. We're going to go through how effective Lyndon Johnson was. So a window into how Democrats think uh, evident actually two windows. One, Andrew Ginther, Columbus mayor at the Second Baptist Church on 17th Avenue Sunday, advocating to vote down issue one. Uh, Andrew Ginther, as a Democrat, of course, is uh, thrilled with the uh, dismemberment of every unborn child that can be murdered. And so he is at the Second Baptist Church on 17th Avenue, uh, stirring up the patrons lying to them that if issue one passes, their vote will be uh, removed from having any significance in Ohio politics, which is a flat-out lie. Uh, But it is an easy lie to perpetrate because there's a history behind the uh, de-emphasis, the uh, diminishing of black citizens' votes. They were denied the vote in the South by Jim Crow laws. They uh, went through a lot to uh, deal with the persecution that they uh, that were that was visited upon them regarding their vote. So Andrew Ginther plays this uh, disingenuous lie in front of what I presume are Bible believing people, and. I don't know if he mentioned abortion. Wouldn't surprise me if he did. 
But he would not have mentioned, mentioned abortion accurately, that it claims 40% of all unborn lives in the black community. 40% of all abortions nationwide are black women. Black women are the ones who account for 40% of the abortions in the U.S. The black population in the United States accounts for 13.6% of the population. Why would the percentage of black abortions be almost three times the rate of the presence of blacks in the population? Because they've believed the lie that preserving abortion, engaging in abortion, shows their empowerment as voters. You're not going to take that away from us. Yeah, can't tell us what to do. Uh, This is disgusting to me because the black family has disintegrated in America since the mid-1960s when Lyndon Johnson was president of the United States. And he championed the war on poverty in the Great Society. Oh, it was going to be fantastic. We're going to spend all kinds of money. We're going to remove the education gaps. We were going to eliminate poverty in the United States. Everybody was below certain income levels. We're going to get a check from the government who was looking out for your best interest. And it was interesting Sunday when I was watching Media Buzz with this Democratic strategist, Michael LaRosa, who was talking about Joe Biden and how Joe Biden needs to campaign for a second term as president by being more Uh, present in the media and engaging more. Uh, But he could not let the moment pass without just going beyond encouraging Joe Biden to be out there more, but to uh, remind us all of what a great job Joe Biden has done. And then he mentioned Lyndon Johnson. Listen to the context in which Michael LaRosa links Joe Biden and Lyndon Johnson. I agree with Susan that he needs to be able to compete visually and show energy. But where he is uh, strikingly different than the last president is that he's accomplished more than any other president in his first term than any president has done in in eight years. Mm. You may may disagree with that, but he's been one of the most effective presidents we've had since Lyndon Johnson in terms of getting things done. And if it takes an 80-year-old to do that, I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, He's accomplished more in his first term than any other president. In fact, more than any other president in eight years. Michael LaRosa said, and then he likened Joe Biden to Lyndon Johnson because Joe Biden has been most effective at getting things done. Lyndon Johnson was very effective at getting things done. What are the things that he got done? And the number one thing that he got done was the destruction of the black family. In 1965, right after his landslide election following the finishing of the inherited term of JFK after JFK's assassination in 1963, uh, Lyndon Johnson unveiled a signature legislative agenda, and it was the war on poverty and to uh, lift the black family up. So let's give you some numbers. When Michael LaRosa talks about LBJ being effective, here's how effective he was. In 1965, when the Great Society began, the out-of-wedlock birth rate among the black community was 21%. 21% out-of-wedlock birth rate, black community, 1965. You know what was 
six years ago, the latest numbers that I have, 77%. Over 80 now. Um, out of wedlock birth rate in the black community was at 38, excuse me, was at 11% in 1938 and had increased to about 20% by the time of the Great Society. 20%. Uh, Today, uh, the 52%, well, here's another number, excuse me, 77% today, 77%, man, that's so awful, 77% is the out-of-wedlock birth rate in the black community. In the 1950s, 52% of all black children lived with both parents until the age of 17. Before 1990, just 25 years after the Great Society, the number of black children who live with both parents until the age of 17 had gone from 52% to 6%. 6%. Black poverty rate at the time of the Great Society, 8%. Right now, it's over 40 So this is what Lyndon Johnson accomplished with the Great Society, with the War on Poverty. And this is what a Democratic strategist who rose to the level of being Jill Biden's spokesperson considers one of the hallmarks of Democratic presidential accomplishment, the destruction of the black family. And Andrew Ginther proudly, figuratively taking the baton from Lyndon Johnson is right there at the predominantly black Second Baptist Church on 17th Avenue on Sunday, selling the lie that abortion is empowerment and that voting down issue one and making it easier for out-of-state interests to come in and bathe Ohio State, uh, bathe Ohio in out-of-state campaign contributions and uh, constitutional amendment initiatives is somehow going to serve the needs of black people in Columbus or throughout the state of Ohio. It's not. It's going to continue to give us things that it has already given us, like casino gambling, which I'll never forget the first time I walked in the casino in Cleveland. I was doing radio up there at the time. And I looked around and I thought, 85% of the people in this place do not appear to have the means to afford to be in here, to have disposable income that they could lose. They're gambling in the hopes of hitting it big and being able to attain wealth that they can't attain through what the culture makes available to them. And what the culture makes available to them are the policies of Lyndon Johnson. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.